0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. Your host, Tommy Tahoe Alemo. Uh, we've got some great content today, but before we get there, quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Zappos at Work. E-com, e-commerce shoe shoppers know of Zappos.com, but many don't know about Zappos's fastest and largest growth engine, their B2B program called Zappos at Work. So at Work is a unique B2B2C program that provides high-quality safety footwear, apparel, and uniform solutions for a range of industries and Fortune 100 companies, including Delta, uh, Chewy, Amazon, and Blue it Origin. They're hiring, they're hiring sales directors, managers, and BDRs to take them to the next level. Um, you can reach out to Christy Hauser on LinkedIn, or you could see a link in the show notes to this episode to apply. They're growing, they're growing quickly, and they want the best uh, salespeople and leaders out there. So I highly recommend checking out Zappos at Work for that job opportunity. This podcast is also brought to you by the prospecting boot camp put on by the Revenue Lab. That is me and my friend Anthony Natoli. Every six weeks, we are taking 50 SDRs and AEs and early stage founders uh, through a uh, prospecting boot camp. And we show you the real deal. We show you exactly how we do it, how you should manage your time, how you should do account research, how to cold call, how to cold email, use LinkedIn, uh, build a sequence. We got guest speakers. We got panels. We got all of it. Uh, So I recommend you check us out. The next one starts uh, in March, about mid-March. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to therevenuelab.io, therevenuelab.io or Hit me up on LinkedIn, and I'll, show, I'll send you to the right spot. Let's get to today's content. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. Your host, Tommy Tahoe, aka your sales rep's favorite sales rep. Uh, pumped for today's episode. It's Friday, March 24th, and I'm recording this, man. And um, I just got back from a hell of a weekend last week. Um, I'm not going to bury the lead. I spent three days in the wilderness with a Navy SEAL training. And uh, I've come back to tell the tale. And uh, that's what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what what that was all about. I'm gonna tell you, um, you know, why I did it, what it was. And I've got seven on my notebook, seven key takeaways uh, that we're gonna get into of how it applies to life, and I'll talk about sales uh, as well, but you know sometimes things are are bigger than just sales. And I think uh, oftentimes sales is is a microcosm of life. And so if we live a better life, we're going to sell better. Um, when you're more peaceful, when you're more content, when you're more a- ambitious, when you're hungry, when you're uh, in in alignment with yourself, you're going to sell better, right? So we're not going to talk about email tactics today. We're not going to talk about discovery questions today. This is going to be more of a soul, conversation. So um, let's just get some of the housekeeping out of the way, the stats, uh, you know, and just like what's going on or, or what this was all about. So every year I do what I call a misoji. Got this concept from Jesse Itzler, but a, a misoji is a ancient Japanese ritual. And uh, more or less, it's something that is going to be so challenging to your body, mind, and spirit that it breaks you down in order to build you back up. And the thought is um, I'm a big believer in doing hard shit makes you a better person and doing that consistently. And so, yes, there are things you can do every day and, 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 you know, uh, that will benefit you working out, prospecting, being kind to others taking care of your mental health, you know, things like that that are you can do as daily practices. And then there are things that you can do that are larger events and larger moments that are going to really have uh, massive returns. And now you can't, well, I guess you could, but it, it would be very inconvenient to then to go find a Navy SEAL and, uh, you know, live with them for, the next five years and do everything that they did, uh, and then still try to have your day job and, and, you know, sell and have a family and all that stuff. That's, that's not very likely that you're going to be able to pull that off, but doing things like that once a year, uh, or, you know, in, in frequent enough occasions that they're going to make an impact on you has made a big impact on me. So over the years I've done misogies, I've, I've got a separate podcast where I'll talk only about the, Masoji itself and why you should do one this will be just really focused on this past weekend but um you know i started doing them in 2016 i went from never running more than five miles to running one of the hardest marathons in the country in lake tahoe i did the uh spartan race world championships one year i did a tony robbins four-day event and walked on bird and Coles one year last year i hiked the vertical equivalent of mount everest in 36 hours which was 29,029 feet and this year, uh, I went to do this three-day mountaineering excursion. So here's what it is. Uh, Navy, the Navy SEAL's name is Chad Wright. I believe that's Chad with two Ds. He was a former SEAL. Uh, he's an endurance, ultra-endurance athlete, very successful one. Um, and uh, he's just got a very interesting story I'll, I'll tag. You could look up... I would look up his name in the podcast app in, in Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. He's got a lot of pods that he's been on. Uh, some of the the, the two probably most encompassing that I've heard are on the Rich Roll podcast and on Andy Frasella's podcast. And um, Rich Roll one was where I found him. And yeah, you know, he tells his, his whole story. I'm not going to get into it, but he's, he's faced a lot of adversity in life. And I really like his attitude. And so it's him, his brother and his friend, uh, their business partner, those three guys that run this. It's called the Three of Seven Project. And they do a lot of these types of, of you know missions and boot camps and things like that. And then they take eight civilians, uh, me and seven others in this case, through an application. They take you into the wilderness. And I, I actually can't share a lot of the specific details because uh, they had asked me not to. And I want to be respectful of that. But I'll share the lessons and the takeaways, which I think will uh, will will serve us well for, for this conversation. Um, but essentially what they do is they take you into the wilderness for three days. And they teach you leadership skills. They teach you survivor skills. They teach you a lot of life lessons. And you're you're there to work as a team, and handle a mission. And that's about as much as of the, the specifics as as I'll get into for everything that goes on. But I, I will give some takeaways that I have. Um, and you know, I think it's it's important to um, it's important to call out you know, uh, why I chose this one out of, out of everything I could have chosen for a misoji. I think, um, something was drawing me into the wilderness. I, I feel like as a quick aside, you know, I have a lot of skills, interpersonal skills, laptop skills, phone skills, things we talk about a lot, but maybe not as many wilderness, not as many working with my hands type of skills. That's not, uh, what I was taught growing up. I didn't have those types of jobs. Uh, so I want to get better at that. And that was just, something that I I felt like would make me a more well-rounded person and and serve me better. Um, There's obviously the mental toughness aspect of it. There's there's clearly the being out in the wilderness just for a couple days, like uh, just being in the wilderness, not your phone, not working for three days. Like there's something kind of beautiful to that as well. Something to meeting people that you wouldn't normally meet. Uh, These guys were from all over the country, all different jobs. There was not uh, any other salespeople uh, in this group? So it was it was cool to do that, and then just you know, I want to learn from people that have done some some really interesting stuff, and try to you know uh, gain the life knowledge that they have. And so it seemed you know Chad was someone that was on that list for me. So that is uh that's why I did it. That's that's how it started, and uh, I've got seven takeaways that I've I've been journaling on and noodling on that I want to share with you all. Okay, so here are the seven that I've got that I learned from this past weekend with uh, Chad Wright Navy SEAL in no particular order, I suppose. Um, but the first one is, is patience. So there's two things, two words that got thrown around constantly throughout the weekend. And they're actually the first two points that I have. and, And one is, is the word patience. And the second is, uh, to be deliberate. So let's talk about patience for a minute. Um, let me paint you a picture because this is me, Uh, you have a sales quota. Let's say you have a goal, right? For a lot of you, if you're listening to this, you have a sales quota, you have an an income goal, a revenue goal. Perhaps you're also into fitness or relationships or something like that. And you have a goal that you want to, that you're aspiring for, right? And you're working your ass off for it and you hit that goal, right? Uh, You make it to President's Club and it feels good until it doesn't. Feels good until it doesn't. Feels good for, I don't know, Couple hours, a day, two days, uh, and especially in sales, if we're talking about sales or business goals, you hit quota, you go to President's Club, December thirty first, you're there. What happens on January first, y'all? You're back at zero. You're back at zero for your quota. You've got another goal to hit, another mountain to climb, and uh, you know you worked for three hundred sixty five days for an hour of satisfaction. Right. Or, you know, for the two day trip that you get, uh, or for the extra money so that you can buy this thing that then, you know, you use for a day or you go to a nice dinner. Right. And it's like, man, did I just work all year for that one dinner? That's crazy. And I didn't enjoy the process. All I was thinking about was that goal. And, um, you know, the same thing works out in the wilderness. You know, if you're, we had days where, you know, where you're hiking. 10, 12, 15 miles all day and all night. And if all you're focused on is the end result, you're just going to miss everything in the meantime, right? If you're only focusing on the day that you're going to hit quota and the goal that you're going to hit, you don't think about what step is right in front of you and, uh, and, and how you can actually maybe enjoy the process, maybe... Uh, at least be present in the process. And, um, and you know, maybe there's even a step in the process that you you can accelerate things or do better because you're focused on it rather than just only focus on the end goal. So I do, I'm a big goal setter and that's really benefited me in my life. Um, but I, I do have a, a way of sometimes thinking about the end goal as as being it. And uh, I'll give you even another example. I've been wanting to run my own business for as long as I can remember. I've been doing this podcast for six years, trying to find an angle to create a business. And I finally did. I left my job at the end of the last year and I'm running my own business. And I kind of saw that as a finish line. I was like, man, once I run my own business, I'm going to be good, man. I don't have to deal with a manager, I don't have to deal with all this BS at HR. I don't have to, uh, be on internal calls and life is going to be good, man. And, uh, and life is good. It's also really hard. Uh, and and on January 1st, I just got, uh, really what happened is I just got hit with a whole nother set of challenges. Okay. Now I got to go find customers. Okay. I got to create a product. Okay. I got to create all these systems. Um, you know, I've got to figure out how to use QuickBooks. I got to start an LLC. I, you know, there's all these things. So To view that as the end destination is not accurate um, because there's always more steps. And the process is never done till we're dead, truthfully. And so even if you're viewing, you want to make a certain amount of money to get to retirement, a worthy goal that many people have, what's going to happen once you get there? You know, There's a lot of people I know that that retire at whatever age and then their life is miserable because they don't have any hobbies and they don't have anything to do and they didn't plan for that. So, what I'm not saying is, don't set any goals or aspirations or be ambitious or try to get somewhere. What I am saying is to be patient and think about the actual process of what you're doing. okay? The second thing mentioned this a minute ago is is to be deliberate. So when you're working, you know, when you're hiking in the back country, the trails are some of them weren't even, you know, you have to read a map and some of them aren't on a map. Some of them, there aren't signs. It's a little sketchy. There's, there's a lot of uphills and there's a lot of switchbacks and there's roots and rocks and rivers crossing and all this stuff going on. And if you're not deliberate with every step, especially when it gets dark, especially when you get tired, you know, that could result in as something as small as a twisted ankle, which is pretty miserable. If you're hiking 12 miles, uh, or it could be catastrophic. You know, you're on the like, you, there's real life consequences to getting hurt on a mountain when it's freezing temperatures and you're at the top of a mountain and you can't walk or you fall off the mountain. Um, real shit happens. It, you're not playing games at that point. It's not like a, a, a little co- a corporate retreat where, um, you know, something is going to happen and someone's going to come save you. Uh, there's some real shit that can go on. And so we were all very deliberate with everything that we did and um you know because of how present we were we were able to do that and you know an example in my own life of i had someone dm me the other day saying hey i love your content this and that but by the way you had like three typos on your last post and the reason for that was because i was moving too fast and i was focused on you know just getting it done getting it out the door and it was lazy and it was sloppy and i was not being deliberate with my words and my actions and trying to make it the best thing possible so um you know, how many times have you, have you, you know, done the 90% version of a call, of a proposal, of your research, of your cold call script, and not done the extra um, and not been deliberate with what you wanted to do? So that's the second thing that I picked up. The third is kind of quick, but impactful. It's about limiting beliefs. Uh, at one point, Chad said something that we, you know, we, we tell ourselves a lot of things that are untrue. And, um, and by the way, I've got seven here really hope you listen to the end because I actually put the most important one as number seven. So, um, not even intentionally uh, to, to keep you on this pod or to keep you on this YouTube, if you're there. Uh, and by the way, if you're on the pod, check me out on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, check out the pod, show some love. Um, but number seven is probably the most important. And it's the one that's sticking with me the most. So, um, you know, I guess you could fast forward, but I would hang on. So number three is limiting beliefs. You know, I would tell myself a lot of times like these these survivor skills, tying a knot, building a firewood, you know, putting up a tent, uh, hanging a bear trap, all these things. I don't know how to do that. that that's just not, I'm not good at that stuff. That's, the, these are words that I would say out loud and, and in my own head. And you um, know, it turns out I just didn't have, I wasn't in the right environment. I didn't have the right coaching. I didn't give myself enough patience and I didn't really give it a full effort. And now I know how to do a lot of these things. Um, and so I, I, I despise when people say I'm not a morning person. I'm not this type of person. I can't, you know, I don't exercise. I I can't do this. You know, I, I can't, I'm not, Oh, do take that out of your vocabulary. Um, now if you say I choose not to, I do not do that thing. Um, I don't prioritize that. That's fair. I don't prioritize uh, whatever watching Netflix. Okay, that's cool. That's fair. Uh, I don't prioritize exercising. Okay. I don't spend time prospecting. Okay, that's fair. Wouldn't recommend it, but that's fair. You know, but you can't say I can't prospect. I can't, uh, close deals. I can't do anything right. I've tried everything. You have not tried everything. So be deliberate with what you say and those limiting beliefs, because they'll, they'll, they'll stick with you in your subconscious and, and tell you, you can, or can't do certain things. Number four, uh, four and five kind of go together as well, taking ownership. So, um, I think this is when people ask me one of the, uh, you know, the things that are are going to accelerate your career as a salesperson is taking ownership. Everyone has an opportunity to make a shit ton of excuses right now. Uh, Your manager sucks. Your BDR sucks. Your AE sucks. Your product can't sell. The market sucks. The economy is terrible. Your competitors are eating your lunch. uh, It's too hard out here. I don't get enough training. I don't get enough coaching. Anyone can say these things. And I've had moments where I felt like I didn't have a good manager or I wasn't getting good enough leads from marketing or my BDR or that my product wasn't as good as the competitor or the economy was really hard. AKA right now, it's extremely hard to sell and to build pipeline. But none of those things are going to help you. None of those excuses and complaints are going to help you. And you can vent about it and you can address it and say, wow, the economy is really hard right now. It is. That is fair. That is true. So what about it? Nobody, nobody cares that the economy is hard. You're not going to get um, you know, uh, relief on you know your quota, your compensation, or you're not going to gain extra skills just because the economy is hard. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to invest in yourself? Are you going to start reading more books, listening to podcasts, prospecting more, taking courses, getting a coach? Um, you know, uh, working a little bit harder, trying different things, trying a new cold call script, trying new questions, getting a mentor. Like, what are you going to do about it? What do you, what are you doing to take it, take ownership over it? If you're not hitting your numbers, man, I just didn't do a good enough job. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Had a killer January Had a shitty February. That's me. That's my business. And I'm rebounding here in March and having a better month. So why? Because I wasn't doing the right things in February that I was doing in January. So I'm learning just as you are. Number five is to stay humble. There's a dichotomy between humility and ownership. And you can't let ownership turn into pride. I'll tell you from this weekend uh, when we first kicked off, there was a guy, freaking built dude, 6'3". 200 something pounds, you know, solid dude. And of the eight of us, you know, we got asked, you know, has anyone ever done like multi day backpacking, mountaineering type of thing? And he was the only one that said yes. And so we said, You are our leader. <laughs> you take, you, you lead us. You, you take control here. And you want to know what? Day two, he was the only person, he was the one that was struggling the most. He had to have someone carry his pack for him. He was puking. Uh, he was hurting uh he was mentally beat down i i I didn't know he was gonna make it, but he had the humility, even though he looked like this big, bad dude, and he is a he's a bad motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. even though he's this big bad dude, even though he was the appointed leader from the team, he was humble enough to say hey man i I need some help. I need some help, and that's where I haven't done enough. I put a post out the other week about or the other day rather about Scott Lees. I'll do another pod about him and, and uh asking for help and mentorship. But uh, something that I did as a sales rep. When I first started at, at a company called Tech Target 2015, man, I was such a pest to everyone at the company of trying in the sales org to try to get better. I would be harassing. Uh, in in the kindest way possible, I'd be harassing the top sales reps, the managers, the VPs, the CEO. I would be sitting with the CEO Friday at 6 p.m. in his office. We'd be and we'd be chatting, and he'd be ta- he uh, he was a great maybe the best salesperson I've ever met, and he'd be telling me stories and he'd be giving me advice, and I would I would soak it up like a sponge that I couldn't get enough. I could not get enough information because I didn't know there's so much I didn't know, and. I haven't been doing a good enough job of that as a, as an entrepreneur and, and I'm changing that now. Um, but, you know, stay humble, know where you're at and no one like ask for help, ask for mentorship, ask for coaching, um, go to your manager, go to the best rep on the team, go to the person that you like on LinkedIn, go to me, DM me, let's talk. Um, help people all the time. And uh, you know, there, it's our duty and obligation to help kind of pay it forward to other people as we can. And there's a lot of people that will help you if they know that you're going to put in the work and you're humble enough to ask. So don't be lazy about it and say, give me help and then don't do anything about it. But if you're working hard, you got the right attitude. You know, people want to see others succeed and they want to, it makes you feel good to help other people. So uh, don't, don't be too proud to be humble and ask for help. Okay. Number six, we're almost done guys. I promise. Uh, so I hope wherever you're at walking the dog, cooking dinner, um, eating lunch, prepping for the next sales call, whatever it is that you, you find just one of these seven that you can write down on a sticky note and you can use. Um, and it's going to benefit you this week because that's why I'm doing this. Number six standards greater than feelings. Okay. Standards greater than feelings. Here's what I mean by that. Um, The best way to elevate yourself is to elevate the standard that you hold yourself to, okay? I love goals. I love mantras. I love uh, the, the law of attraction and writing stuff down and talking it out. And I believe in that, okay? But at the end of the day, when everything gets dissolved, when you eventually over time, what boils down is, what you get done is, is tied to the standard that you hold yourself to. Okay, so let's let's play that out. Um, if I say that I am, you know, I want to be the sales rep of the year, I want to go to Presidents Club, I want to make three hundred grand, I want to do this and that. That's great. That could motivate me. But what is the standard that I hold myself to, relative to my feelings? Because in order to do a lot of that, you know what I have to do? Got to make a. I got a prospect like a son of a gun. I got to make a lot of cold calls. I got to send cold emails. I got to do account research. I got to up my sales craft. I got to get better at discovery. Um, I've got to create a, a a memorable experience for my customers. I need to sell bigger deals. I need to sell more deals. I need to accelerate my deal cycles. I need to work faster. I need to work harder. I need to work smarter. I need higher quality and quantity. Okay? There's a lot. So. When I'm motivated, sure. You know, I watch a David Goggins video and I'm ready to go for the day, okay? Um, But what about when you're not? What about when you're feeling, say, man, I'm freaking tired. Man, I'm bummed out that I'm not hitting quota right now. God, I want to do this thing, but this customer is being such a pain in the ass. I don't want to do all this extra work. Wow, my, you know, my manager just gave me this project I have to do. This isn't my job. What is going on? Those are your feelings taking over your standard. What is the standard that you set for yourself? Hey, every day I'm going to make fifty. I'm going to send out, you know, fifty emails. I'm going to make fifty calls. Every day I'm going to spend sixty minutes dedicated to prospecting. Or if you're an SDR, maybe it's three hours dedicated to prospecting. Hey, I don't leave my desk until I prep fully for the next day. I send agendas. I send meeting invites. Uh, I prep myself on who I'm going to call and who I'm going to prospect. Um, I don't close my laptop for the week until I write down my weekly update for my boss and for myself. And I dictate what what went on this week, what's going on next week. These are standards. These are standards that you set for yourself. I want to run a marathon. Cool. What's your standard? How often are you running? Regardless of the rain and the cold and 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 the weather and how tired you are and how hungry you are, how much are you running? Oh, you're going to do 20 miles a week. Okay, great. That's your standard. You're setting to that and you're sticking to that. Okay. I don't want to do a lot of the things that I do, but I do them because I have a, a high standard for myself and I I actually am now increasing that standard for myself and for the others around me. Okay, number seven, we made it. We made it to the last one. And this is one that is... um is sticking with me, this in the patience one, I would say, uh, the most. So I'll tell you a little story on number seven. Uh, And and I would entitle this story, doing the right thing over the easy thing. And um, again, I'm not going to give a a ton of details to to the weekend and everything. By the way, I don't get, they're not like sponsoring this or anything. But um, I would highly recommend that you check this out. If you feel like drawn to this at all, or DM me and I'll tell you more about it as much as I can. Um, but I I would recommend you checking this out, um, for yourself. So doing the right thing. So we'd be hiking and again, long days, not a lot of food. It's cold. It's wet. It's dark. It's this, it's that the path is not clearly marked sometimes. And so when the path is not clearly marked, sometimes, sometimes you get to like an open field and you're not exactly sure where to go. And you kind of are going based off of like, where's the ground a little more trodden down? You know what I mean? It's not like there's a clear sign that says, hey, go this way, Tom. So, um, but if you really look, it's not that hard to figure it out. But in the moment, it's 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 kind of challenging because you're tired and everything like that. So there was multiple moments where um, the same thing would happen. We'd be going the wrong way. And then Chad would, uh, would uh, coach, aka scold and, and yell <laughs> at us. Uh, that we fucked up pretty much and that we need to turn it around. We need to figure it out. So um, what was the common reason for that? He actually talked about it on his own podcast this week. I was listening to it during my workout this morning. Um, we were looking for the easy way, right? So when we, made a, when we made a mistake, it was always that we chose to go on the flat ground. We chose to go um, on the easy path when the real path, which was, relatively clear if you once you looked at it the right way was a steep uphill to the right it was a scathing uh you know switchback it was crossing a damn river um when we just wanted to kind of go like straight ahead or take a, a little left turn into some flat ground um and it made me think of how often are you are we choosing The easy path when the right path is right ahead of us. It's right in front of us. We know what to do. It's pretty clearly marked, but it's the hard path. It's the hard path, but it's the right path. It's doing the right thing. Uh, And there's a lot of stuff. It's Friday. I always say champions create distance on Friday. There's some stuff that I got to do this Friday to clear my conscience so I can enjoy myself this weekend. And I'm going to make some homemade pizza uh tonight but there's some stuff I got to do to get done to uh to feel you know mentally like I can I can do that and I can take that 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 time and um taking the hard path over the easy path a, a lot of times you'll be presented with an opportunity and it's right to think hey is this the just the easy way out or is this the right path for me so those are the seven key takeaways I'll just recap them real quick patience being deliberate. Don't tell yourself untrue things. Take ownership. Be humble. Standards greater than feelings. Doing the right thing. Um, That's what I got for today's podcast. I'll talk more about masojis. I'll talk more about my man, Scott Lease. I'll talk more about a bunch of other shit uh, on future episodes. I hope you enjoy this one. Um, I just spouted at you for about 30 minutes. So there's a few ways that you can help support what I'm doing? I'm a solopreneur. I'm getting after. I'm doing my best. Uh, number one, just subscribe wherever you're listening. Show some love. Pass it on to a friend. I'm on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to pods. I'm on YouTube. If you want to see my face, what up, YouTube? Uh, LinkedIn. I'm posting every single freaking day. I got a weekly newsletter. Um, I'm running a boot camp with Anthony Natoli, a six week prospecting boot camp that we're about to shut the doors on for our third cohort. By the way, we have sold out every other cohort and we have a few seats left. So uh, jump at that if you're quick on the gun and and you've been looking for a sign to to improve yourself, this is it. And otherwise, my DMs are extremely open. Uh, LinkedIn's probably the best place. So hit me up on LinkedIn and uh, and let's chat. So wishing you the best. Get after it. Hope this was helpful. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.